All right, welcome to Tip Talks, the show before the show. We've got Ryan, Tim, and Mary France here, and we're illuminating the main stage speakers for the third and virtual edition of the event. Awesome. So Sarah McVannell, she helps yes. individuals leverage the exponential power of recognition to retain top talent, fuel healthy teams, and sustain healthy bottom lines. With 20 years experience under her belt, she holds so many certifications and degrees, I can't even count them, in organizational development, coaching, human resources, leadership, professional speaking, and she's written five books and one on our favorite topic, failure. She is also going to be speaking about this in her talk at the event at 145 on April 13th, The Flip Side of Failures. And you neglected to tell everyone that Sarah's from one of the most beautiful regions in Canada, <laughs> the Niagara region, my home. Your region. So welcome <laughs> to Tip Talk, Sarah. I was listening to your podcast with Sean a couple days ago and the failures yeah. list. Yeah. It is yeah. on my Trello board to create a, a failures list. So if you haven't done the bio yet, maybe I'll just need to quickly create my failures list so you can read the failures bio. Well, and that, yeah. that was it. Like that that's where we kind of lead into our first area because I saw on social media that you were kind of going back through um, all of our portfolio of, of episodes and it jumped out to me and I thought, well, how did she zone in on that? Because we had a lengthy discussion with Sean about yeah. how most successful people have a long list of failures. And it came up in that podcast that Sean felt that it'd be <laughs> great if we listed our failures <laughs> on our LinkedIn profile, because based on our failures, people yeah. could see where the success came from. So maybe talk a little bit about how you, because uh, I, I think that resonated with you a little bit, um, but how that connects into to your area. First of all, I love the format of all of your, your programs. My, some of my favorite podcasts are just like yours. They've got funny, you know, interesting tidbits, which break up the conversation and it's short. And, um, so just, first of all, I think it's so well produced. Oh, and it, it reminds me of another podcast. If you haven't listened to it called spectacular failures oh, cool. and it's so well done. Oh. Um, but yeah, from Sean's episode with you, um, I love how we need to be very public about failures. I'm not surprised in the disruption world, the tech field, they have failure con. They're like, really? You just lost a million? Oh yeah, well, I lost six million. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me in Silicon Valley. So it's yeah. like, oh, you're not a big enough failure yeah. to cut down here. You, you, never, you never hear about when people's stocks are doing bad. You always hear about when they've gone through the roof. Yeah, well, it's kind of the extremes, right? Like, yeah. oh, well, I deserve to be here because I've already failed eight tech companies. Wow, you must really <laughs> have the tough chops. We want to invest my 10th in startup, you know. Yeah. My 10th startup, my yeah. eighth wife, you know, like, <laughs> you know, really good batting average. So I just, I love the, yeah. that was my favorite part. I mean, I, I have to say I was kind of captivated the whole time because I'm a big Sean fan yeah. already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was the first, it was the first episode that I. And you're following in Sean's footsteps because he was the closing keynote at uh, the first rendition of the event. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I hope Sean attends the event so that he has an opportunity to. Um, to I thought it was complimenting him, but clearly as a recognition expert, I got to brush up on my. <laughs> I'll tell you, your your backdrop is a whole lot better. He did a podcast with us and he just had a black sheet behind him. And that was <laughs> oh, man. So 
baby, could you give us a little hint about one of your failures that you think shaped you the most? Yes, just the one. Okay, I'll well, just just uh, a I'll little hint because I, I have a feeling you'll talk more about it in your <laughs> at the event. Well, what? Let's just get right into it with COVID. Um, yeah. So here I am sitting in my office, minding my own business. I think it might be the. 13th of March, I don't know, give or take of an hour. And the phone starts to ring and an event gets canceled and events gets postponed. And it's just, I'm sitting there realizing, <laughs> I think I've got this great business. Things <laughs> are going very well. I just come back off a high from an amazing event the day before. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were, we we're elbow bumping and we were sanitizing our hands. <laughs> I'm like, wow, look at us progressive people. We're not <laughs> spreading anything. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, cancel, 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 cancel. Yeah. And I'm looking at my entire, I mean, I'm not to rub it in because I know you're dealing with that thing, all of this mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I just thought like, really, how strong actually is my business? If mm-hmm. through a few phone calls, I basically feel like I have no business, no business at all. This mm-hmm. probably isn't that strong a business after all. So um, I sat on my couch for a week. It was March break, so I was going to be there anyway. Um, and I just wrote appreciation cards, thank you cards to every event professional that was going through this, every speaker, anybody, and anybody I knew their, their address, because frankly, it just gave me something to do for a week because goodness knows I wasn't speaking. Right. Um, and then I had to basically look at, am I going to sit here on my couch for the next couple of months? Because I really, at that time, still only thought it was going to be a few months. Or am I going to just, just put my stick on the ice and I'm a terrible hockey player. So I can't believe I came up with a sports analogy I'm just going <laughs> to try. And that's, that's what, what I, I failed. So, I, so many things in 2020, all the things that I failed at, uh, I can, I can share them with you, but really I think it's, it's anybody who's trying to reinvent themselves is going to yeah. fail at way more than they actually succeed at. You know what's inc- really incredible about that is how quickly you realize that, though. You know, that takes a lot of people. It took a lot of people months and months to figure out what hey, there's still to people feel. trying to realize True. that. <laughs> that, yeah. you, that you had the mindset and the uh, wherewithal to come up with that quickly and, and realize you have to make a change. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, Ryan, I realize that if I don't get slightly ahead of the curve, my failures are going to look like professional failures as opposed to just, oh, we're all kind of bumbling around together. So I realized if I got a webcam that was ever so slightly better than other people's, I might seem professional. If I got a Yeti mic rather than a snowball mic, I might sound slightly better than other people. And it's not that I was trying to outdo people. It's just I realized that there was going to be a very short window to elevate your game, which is why we have different studio settings <laughs> nice. now. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do different things. Yeah. I'm trying to recreate this Great. experience of what I would try to deliver on the stage. And yeah. I can't physically be there. So I, I just try to stay, stay maybe half a step. I don't even know if it's a full step ahead right. of the game to try to delight my mm-hmm. clients. And so was that brand new for you? Sorry. Like, was that brand new for you? All that stuff? Did you have to learn that stuff or? <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim, for being so kind that you thought <laughs> I taught myself. That is so nice. No, I, one of my, one of my strengths is that I know, I know so very little about so many things and I know a lot about a few things. So I, I actually have an amazing videographer here in yeah. Niagara and she didn't have wedding work. She didn't have speaking work. And so I just said, you know what? Suss out my space 
but because this space is a barn, it's a converted barn. It is not designed for a virtual mm-hmm. speaking studio. Right. I said, just figure it, tell me what to do to fix it, buy all the mm-hmm. stuff you need, set it up. And we must have had 12 iterations before hmm. the studio setup we have. But even though we have this, she comes to every single one of my virtual events and she is my tech person and she takes video because I still don't trust myself yeah. <laughs> to, to do it on my own. Um, you, you obviously quickly realized you needed help to go where you needed to go. You weren't afraid to ask for it. And I think a lot of people have just kind of hunkered down and, and kind of get into the state of what am I going to do and feel sorry for themselves, where obviously you did not. You you reached out and started to connect yeah. with the right people. Well, I think it's a level of denial too, right? Mm-hmm. I think we were all kind of like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Events are inevitable. Of course, it's going to come back. You know, nothing stopped yeah. us before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and I just, I think back to a lot of um my colleagues or clients that I was speaking with and, oh, it took months and months to get them out of denial. Every two, every time I spoke to them, they're like, no, no, we'll be able to do events like in three months. I was like, <laughs> can I just no. say for those of you listening to the audio version of this without the video that Sarah may be in a barn, but it is a beautiful <laughs> barn with a fireplace and a monitor <laughs> and great setup. There's no animals running around. No, there's no hay. <laughs> and maybe it may be a quick mention that if you want to see, just watch the video version at the event. I was going to say, based on kind of your experience, obviously in the fear of failure and failing up and, and whatnot, um, is there something that when you go into organizations to, to talk with them, that something always comes up as the one thing that they always have in common that you identify like, okay, perfect. I know what to do. And we, we go from here. Well, it's a great question. And actually, um, my primary focus of my work is I'm a recognition expert. So what the heck's a recognition expert doing a writing a book on failure? Um, But actually, (laughs) what I found is it's the conditional nature of recognition that is so pervasive in organizations. We, We get fixated on performance and targets and bonuses, and it creates this culture of competition. It creates this scarcity mentality. And we can't retain our best people. I mean, I'm sure you've worked for bosses and in organizations where people were seen as disposable. So the flip side of failing is is my way of trying to help people realize that we need to have less conditions around appreciating people and their humanity and their contribution. And when we can do that, then we can learn from each other. We can iterate faster. You know, this podcast is all about helpful disruption. And I love mm. your tagline at the bottom of your, um, your signature, mm. um, friends, it's just like creativity is one, one foot forward problem. Other yeah. foot is, is solution. I love you say it better than I could. Oh, <laughs> I didn't come up with that quote, but when I saw it, I, I decided to own it for sure. It's, I think it's, uh, uh you know, creativity is just taking steps forward one one step forward is a problem the other one's solution you just keep walking until 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 there's no end do you mind if each do you mind if each of us kind of read out a few of those bosses that thought we were disposable and give them a shout out (laughs) (laughs) i i think that would be um a linkedin review limiting move i mean it's not a crew limiting because you've already gone but Put it this I way, the podcast should... would become full-time when we do that. Oh, and I, th- yeah. and I, th- I think we should maybe just put a big pregnant pause in the podcast so that a lot of our former bosses may think, oh no. Was they may think, insert who, you know who you yeah. are. You know who you are. And then you're talking about me. Feel so, free to send me a private so- tweet. Apologize. Tim, Tim's feeling uh, vengeful. But so, uh, 
podcast, we have a little segment called T or T, Temporary or Transformational. What's it gonna be? T or T? We'd like to give you an opportunity to, to go through this a little bit. So this little segment, um, can you tell us one issue in organizations that you witnessed in 2020 um, in the last year um, that you've seen a trend that's coming up the pipes. And if you think that is a temporary trend or something that'll be transformational into the future. A trend that I've seen is that people thought that recognition couldn't happen unless we're physically together. And actually Mm. what they were seeing is that it was broken to begin with. So Mm. what we're seeing is people who really care about their workforce are iterating now before they have to physically get back together. And they'll actually have way more sustainable, effective uh, recognition programs that truly value people and give them a reason to stay. All right, that wraps up this episode of Tip Talks. Join us for other conversations with main event speakers, Peter Katz and Eric M. And of course, our tip trio for our session on the Illuminate Project podcast on Friday, April 16th.